Leads are becoming more and more expensive. Conversion is going down and down and down. How do we solve this problem? We're talking today on the podcast about how to generate more referrals from three buckets or three sources. Kyle and I talk about how to generate more referrals from your past clients, past and current clients. Uh, Number two, we talk about how to generate more referrals from your sphere. And three, one that I think I know we're not doing as well on, and you probably have room for improvement as well, is how do we generate more referral business, more buyers and sellers coming to us from our vendors? That's on this week's episode of the podcast. Kyle, today I wanted to talk about on the podcast um, a little bit more about referrals. We, We... in our business, focus a lot on our sphere, our social media, our open houses, our team gen leads. Those are what we call our core four leads. But another kind of pillar that people can and do build their business on is a referral-based business. I want to talk about why that would be a great pillar to build your business on and then some strategies on how we can do that. Bet. Bet. It's Brian's new favorite word. Let's Brian go. Just loves that word. I don't. I don't mind the word. I don't. It doesn't bother it's me. It's nice because it's short and sweet, and it it just makes things a lot smoother. All right. And it like it catches people that are over thirty off guard, so it's fun to use. I'm over thirty. Yeah, I caught you off guard the first time I used no, it. No, I know the word. I just you're over forty, so <laughs> the fact that you used it caught me off guard. It, especially if people are over forty, it especially <laughs> catches them off guard. All right. So uh, I'm glad you guys got some value out of this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so th- I'm really big on this. We just talked about it on our Fast Forward Movement Mastermind this morning, um, and it was just such a good topic. I figured it would be fun to share today um, because a referral-based business, honestly, is the most profitable business in real estate. You know, these um, businesses that are built on you know buying leads or ref- um, working with a lot of these channel partners, right? where you're buying leads, the lead cost is going up, the conversion rate's going down. If you're working with a channel partners that have good conversion rates, the uh, cost, which people don't think of it as a cost because they're paying a referral fee, but your referral fee is a cost, those referral fees continue to go up. So it's like the, the other strategies that a lot of people use of buying leads or working with channel partners, the cost just keeps going up and up and up on those things, whereas the cost to generate a lead via referral hasn't changed. That cost has stayed the same but the conversion rate stayed the same too. So the cost isn't going up and the conversion rate's not going down. So why should we focus so much attention on these other things where cost is going up, conversion is going down, when cost and conversion rate haven't changed when it comes to referrals? So I'd love to talk a little bit more about some of the strategies that one we discussed on our mastermind today and just two in general stuff that we've used here at Whistle. Cool. Awesome. Well, welcome to the Whistle Way podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with Whistle Realty Group and eXp Realty in San Diego. I'm Brian Kochi, Director of Marketing here at Whistle Realty Group. The goal of the show is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics to go out there and crush it in your business. The way that we like to do that is to answer the questions that you have for us. So if you ever have a question, you can always go to thewhistleway.com, ask questions on there, subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel. You can uh, get added to our private Facebook group and email newsletter where we share a lot of tips and tricks, uh, get added to our referral list from when we have a ton of these outbound referrals from everybody leaving California. And if you want to take your content creation to the next level and really dive into media, we offer a course called the Media Mayor Mastermind. We'll teach you everything Brian and I've learned over the last nine plus years of working together. Let's roll. All right. So give me a, let's come up with a couple strategies here. 
that we use. I know you have one that you want to share already. Um, but how do we get more referrals? Yeah, I think we can kind of break this down. Let's try to hit on at least like one or two for uh, past client referrals. Let's talk about sphere of influence referrals. And let's talk about vendor referrals. Cool. Let's hit on those three. We'll save vendor for last because that was a strategy that Voltaire Lepe from our group shared today that I thought was brilliant. And he's built a business, sells 100 plus homes a year, all from referrals. So we'll save that one till the end. Not bad. Teaser. <laughs> okay. So how can what's a strategy we can do to get referrals from past clients? So the number one thing, this is something that we should all do is we should treat every client like they're our only client. Um, the beauty is for those of you that are new that are listening or watching right now, the only client you have is the only client. So it's really easy to treat your only client like the only client. But what happens a lot of times is we lose sight of that as we get busier, as we get more clients, we get more deals happening where let's say you go from one deal to two deals, you automatically start degrading the level of care that you provide to your clients by 50%. Now you put the same amount of energy in, but you're splitting it amongst two people. How do you not allow that degradation to happen? How do you maintain that same feeling where every client you work with feels like your only client? And so I think that's where it all starts because those are the most likely people to refer us is the people that we're already working with, right? Because now they just bought a home, they just sold a home, they're out at a holiday event, they're at a party, they're they're just, you know, shooting the shit and with friends and somebody mentions like, "Oh, hey, you just bought a house." Like, we're thinking about buying a house. And they're if you provided a great level of service, they can be like, "Oh my gosh, you got to talk to Kyle. He's amazing. Like, he did such a good job." Right? Like I'm working with a a high-profile client right now that has a lot of high-profile people around him. If I can do a really good job with that client, He's going to tell all of those people around him, like, right, they're all moving here from other parts of the country right now. And as he did, if all those people now, right, I do a good job for him. He tells those other five, six, seven, eight people like, oh, if you want to buy a house, like he did a great job for me and, and my family, like you should hit him up. Here's his number. Those are great, right? But yep. that, that only happens if we provide a very high level of service and satisfaction in that initial transaction. So first and foremost, before anything else is let's just take care of the people that are right in front of us today. And so making sure that like the things that I, I tell our team a lot of times, if a client ever has to call and ask what's going on, you're not doing your job. Your client should always know exactly where they're at and they should know what's coming up next. Like at all times, they should never wonder like, hey, what's going on? What's the deal? Like that should never, ever ever happen. Um, I just had a solar job and done at my house. The amount of times I had to say like, what the fuck is going on was terrible. It was so yeah. bad that the owner now, Hey, he did his part when all was said and done. He's like, Hey man, I know your time is really valuable. I feel terrible that you had to spend so much time, um, doing our job for us effectively, cut me a check, bought me a nice bottle of whiskey. Cause he realized I, I'm a whiskey guy. Like, so that was cool. Like he at least made up for it. He, he recognized the fault, but that shouldn't happen. And yeah. he knows that. And yeah. it cost him a lot of money. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not talking he gave me 50 bucks, like a lot of money. And while that may have mitigated you talking shit on that company, you're not going to go out of your way to refer them now. No. Wow, they did so bad. They gave me money back. You're not. That's not going to be the story you tell. Right. But, but I'm at least going to walk away without a negative uh, taste in my mouth yep. from the experience. But like, hey, they, they fucked up, but at least they owned up to it. 
and they made things right on the back end of it. So that that's cool. But we shouldn't get to that point, right? Correct. I shouldn't have to call them, what's going on, what's going on, why is nobody here, what's the deal? And that happens a lot with construction, right? All aspects of his solar falls in that construction category. Like, don't be that person. Mm-hmm. Be that person that your client is like, I would, I would much rather my client tell me like, all right, hey, Kyle, ease up on the updates. It's a little much. It's a little overwhelming. Compliment. Same way that if I put 100 open house signs up, someone's like, gosh, did you put enough signs up? Compliment, right? That's a compliment to me. I'm totally okay with a client telling me I'm overwhelming them with updates. But you know what? I've never had that happen one day of my life. I've never had a client tell me it's too many updates. Well, you need to do better with your updates then, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> but as long as they don't ever tell me I what's going on, yeah. that's also, so it's one of those where you want to, it's far better to over update than under update somebody. And that's the number one way to provide a high level of service. And then also to pay attention throughout the process of what's important to people and, and what matters to people and, and what they value. Um, so like, you know, these clients are moving from out of state. They're excited to be in California where it rains less than 30 times a year. They got this dream California house with the pool, the palm trees, the barbecue, like, so if you know somebody's excited for like that California lifestyle, like maybe you lean into that, right? Like they have young kids and there's a pool. So like, what if they show up at closing day and the pool's got all these cool floaties, right? For the family to enjoy in their new pool. Like that's not going to cost a ton of money, but it's going to have impact, right? Yeah. And I know the ages of the kids and and I know that, you know, she's super excited um, about the, the mud room. So I'll get a custom Etsy sign made that goes in the mud room and we'll have the pool toys for the kids. And he's excited to be grilling. Like, so if you know, like, why did your client buy that house? And they got pool toys for the kids and grill stuff for him and, and um, mud room stuff for her, like, like he gets me like right he pays attention he he knows what's important so like those are the things that, that I'm talking about and then staying in touch with the client after all right there's there's all these studies who knows what the reality of it is but there's something that like four out of five people say they would use they're going to use their real estate agent again but like less than one out of five do use the real estate agent again um, and a lot of that's because the agent never freaking talks to him again they literally lose all contact with the client after the transaction is done. So there's you know a ton of different things that you can do. We're big on doing client events. What is a client event? It could be as simple as like your clients meeting you at the coffee shop and you buying them a cup of coffee once a month or once a quarter. Simple. Um, or you could like rent out a movie theater. Not as simple, but um, more impactful doing something big like that. So doing client events, we do four of them a year. That gives us four times a year to reach out to the client to ask for nothing other than, are you going to come to the event? Um, everybody loves to be invited to stuff, so it feels good, and it gives you something to open up a conversation that's not real estate related. So we do four client events a year. Um, you know, If they bought a home, you should have them on some sort of system that updates them, HomeBot, Fellow, Ylopo, something that's going to update them on a recurring basis, letting them know what's happening in the neighborhood, what homes are selling for. They all want that. Um, we're big on giving like gifting to clients. So we use a company called Client Giant. They send four gifts a year out to our clients. You know, simple little gifts, usually around $25 value, um, sometimes a little higher. And they send out four gifts per year, once per quarter. And they're just really nice, cute, timely gifts that are relevant to the season and what's happening in the world. Um, and they're great, right? It's, it's something that's going to make an impact. And it just comes out of the blue, right? Everybody gets gifts on their birthdays and the holidays and stuff like that. But when they just get a gift randomly and like 
January 17th, which is nothing like, like, oh, this is cool. Like it's unexpected. It stands out as opposed to like you send the holiday card. I don't know about you, but like my wife puts them on the wall. There's like 60 holiday cards. Like it, that doesn't have nearly as much impact if, as if it came outside the holiday season. So, yep. um, and just doing little gifting like that, make sure you stay top of mind. And I think it's like a hundred bucks a year to have four gifts go out to your clients with client giant. Like it's a no brainer. Now, am I going to do that to the client that I had like a really rough transaction with that told me to F off at the end of it? No, like those are going to be the clients that we had a good experience and, and I believe are likely to refer business in the future. So, um, do your job and do it well yeah. and get you referrals. Yeah. Um, and then when and how often should you ask, right? The, the phrase, closed, mouth, closed mouths don't get fed. Yeah. Do you ask or do so you let it we come? Will. We're going to ask, but I'm going to save it till the end because it's applicable, especially with your vendors. Okay. But it will be applicable to all things. So cool. we're going to save that. Like it's just like this magic line that we'll save till the end. I want to know this line. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's your past clients. Uh, yeah, there's like five do, things in yeah, there. So. Do a fantastic job. More, do, Yeah, fantastic job. job. Keep them updated throughout the process. They should never have to ask you what's going on. Um, you know, if you're going to do any sort of closing gifts, make them thoughtful. Don't just get them a fucking gift card to Home Depot or something. That's cheesy. For $15. <laughs> or go buy like the, a basket of tchotchkes. Like, don't do that. Get them some Stanley Cups, right? Let's go. No, look, no, you're but like let's hit on that. I, I, I it, it was. It's you can not... get custom Stanley cups, like um, the girls in the office that do the accounting. <laughs> <laughs> we had some fun with this. Um, we got Stanleys, green ones, and then we had them custom done. That says uh, "freak" in the sheets uh, with an like, Excel spreadsheet, like Google Sheets, right? <laughs> Excel sheets. Um, so we got them a, these custom Stanleys that are green, like the sheets and Excel logo. It says "freak in the sheets," like. That's impactful, right? Like a Stanley on its own, eh, but one that's custom like that. Or we had a friend who's a huge Disney fan, so we got her like a custom Disney Stanley. Like, So you add that customization to it, it now has a lot more impact. If you know something's important to them, um, right? Like this deal we're doing, there's sports involved with it, like get them something custom around the sports team. Like if you know somebody's, <laughs> I'm a giant fucking Bills fan, right? Like. Somebody gets me a custom Bill Stanley, like that's fucking cool. Like I'm into that. So hint, hint. Yeah, just in <laughs> case anybody wants to earn some brownie points with me. Um, yeah, don't ship me ice cream. That doesn't do well. Um, all right, so ship him Dippin' Dots. He loves them. I don't. Do you know that I don't love them? I know this. Okay, they're garbage. It's not ice cream. Um, okay, so that's how we get uh, referrals from past clients. How about our sphere? Yeah, so your sphere, this is a mistake I see a lot of agents make, especially ones that are new to the industry, is they come in and they're like, I don't know anybody. I don't, I don't have, um, you know, I, I don't know anybody. Like, well, did you have a job before this? Yeah. All right, cool. Let's start with that. Where did you work? Starbucks. Great. Let's figure out everybody that you work with. That's, well, they don't make enough money. I don't care how much money they make. Do you have a relationship with them? Yeah. Well, guess what people do at Starbucks? They talk to their freaking customers like all day long. There's people that come in there on the regular and want to like tell them their life story and stuff like they're in a lot of freaking conversations. So just getting everybody that's in our sphere of influence and in the game that we play, I, I tell a lot of people like I don't I don't really have much of a sphere of influence. Cool. Grab your phone. Go to the contacts app. Scroll to the bottom and tell me what that number is. Right. For me, that number, where is it at today? It's probably like four or 5,000, uh, 4664. Brian's number is higher than mine. 
4664. So I don't know anybody who doesn't have at least 100 in their contacts. So you have a freaking sphere of influence, <clears throat> but what have you done with that sphere of influence? A lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to bug them with real estate stuff. Like, shut up. Stop. You have a relationship with them. Do you need to bug them with real estate stuff? No. What you're going to bug them with is your first client event. If that first client event is coffee at the local coffee shop, bet. If it's a movie night, bet, right? Whatever. You could do any of those. Brian's loving it. I'm just going to lean into it because Brian isn't enjoying it as I mean, much I, as he enjoys Dippin' Dots. No, um, I, this is fun for me. I like this. I needed this today. <laughs> um, invite them. Start by inviting them to an event. When we have new agents join our team, we literally throw a graduation party when they're done with training just so they have an event to invite their sphere to. Because it's very easy. Like, oh, hey, mom, dad, brother, sister, you know, former barista friend, whatever. Like, hey, just, you know, you probably know I'm in real estate now. Like, I just graduated from training. We're going to have a little party. I'd love for you to come by and, you know, say hi and come check out my new office. Like, your sphere, they're going to come to that, right? Like, that's an easy event. So throw a little thing at your office. If five people come, that's five more than the amount of people that came to the event you didn't throw. So do something simple like that, but just use something so you're going to engage people. And this is what I always tell our agents. I say, look, do you think you're better than the majority of agents <clears throat> out there? And they go, well, of course. And even the brand new ones, they go, well, I'm not great yet, but I know I got the right team. And I know there's a lot of bad agents. So I'm better than the majority of people. And I'm like, okay, good. And I said, if you're better than the majority of people, that means there's a lot more people out there that are worse than you. That means there's a, li a high likelihood that your friends, your family, your neighbors, your past workers work with someone who's a worse agent than you. You're actually doing your, your sphere a disservice by not helping them out. If, if I made the best hamburger in the world, but I didn't tell my mom that I made the best hamburger in the world, and then she went to your favorite place in and out and got a hamburger, she is going to receive an inferior product than what I can pr provide. And now we're talking about the difference between $6 versus $600,000. It's just amplified. So if you know you can do a better job than the majority of agents out there, the fact that you're not trying to help. Now, I'm, I'm not saying push it down their throat and be salesy and, and try and convince them to buy or sell when they don't want to. No. But if you can be a resource for them and help them out where other people <clears throat> will do a worse job than you, if you don't do that, you're doing a disservice. So help your friends and family by letting them utilize you. Absolutely. Um, other things is you need to get connected with all of these people on social. Mm -hmm. Like, right, all the people that are part of your, your sphere, they want you to be in your CRM. And then two, you need to be in relationship with them on social. So get them all added on social and start engaging in their content. And guess what? When you engage in their, contra uh, their content, the platform is naturally going to show your content to them for them to engage in, right? And if you could show them, right, there's that saying like, um, what is it about being interested? Don't be interesting, be interested. I tried to um, say that the other day and I made it like four sentences. Yours yeah. is way better. <laughs> yeah, don't be um, interesting. interesting, be interested. And if you are interested, 
and you're posting anything that's interesting, people will find interest. They'll take interest in those things. So um, that's the key is get all these people added on social. Show that you're a freaking human and live your life, right? Like if you follow me, I'm posting stuff with my family. I'm posting we're out at the bar last night partying. Like I'm sharing who I am as a person. Like I'm sharing I'm a real freaking human and these are the things that I do for fun. And then of course there's gonna be some real estate content that's peppered in there. But if you follow me, like probably 90% of my content is non-real estate related. It's just me as a human sharing who I am. But guess what? Like the most watched content on television is reality slash scripted reality or is the most watched content on TV right now. So that's what people want. They wanna follow people. They wanna see what people are doing. And, and then it makes it easier to have conversations with people too. The next time you talk to somebody, you're inviting them to the next event or you just bump into them or whatever. Like last, I literally bumped into somebody today. We were doing our Christmas tree pickup and I bump into a friend and I had seen his post from the day before and I knew he was in Vegas. It's like, hey, aren't you, you just got back from Vegas, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Like now we're in conversation and he knows that I'm like interested in what he's doing and now it makes for a much better conversation. So social's so important for this. Cool. Um, and and one, then those events, right, the past client events, you're going to start inviting your sphere to those same events. So those events are multi-purpose. What I like to say, what I'm really driving home with our team is a Gary Vee quote, go deeper, not wider. Build those relationships deeper. Even if you just got into real estate, you still have some sort of past experience. Deepen that relationship. People work with people they know, like, and trust. Make sure they already probably know you and like you. And if they don't, then move on, right? But now get them to trust you in your real estate capacity. Um, that's a lot easier than a cold Facebook lead that just wanted to see the photo of the pretty house with the pool, right? They don't know you. They don't like you. They don't trust you. You've already got two of the three with your sphere. Okay. And then um, three, let's talk about vendors. Yeah. So vendors, I feel like this is probably, for me, this is where I have the most room for improvement. I think we don't do a good enough job here. I think you're absolutely right. I think we do a good job of sending business to our vendors and then asking them to sponsor events for us to help support our growth. But what do we not do with our vendors? When's the last time we've asked one of our vendors for referrals? Like we don't. Nope. So we'll get into this line now, but Voltaire Lepe is he's, uh, part of our fast forward movement group. And he was talking about this on the mastermind, but he makes a point to go out to lunch, to coffee, happy hour, whatever with vendors on a regular basis. And this is one of the, the things that I've learned in my career is if I ever want somebody to ask me a question because I want to tell them something, I ask them the question I want them to ask me. And naturally, when you ask somebody a question, nine times out of 10, they're going to reciprocate and ask the same question in return, right? Like if I want to tell somebody about how stuff's going at EXP, I'm going to ask them, how's it going at Keller Williams, right? And they're going to tell me how it's going at Keller Williams. And they're naturally going to be like, oh, how's it going at EXP? Right? Like I'm baiting them into that question, right? Because mm -hmm. I know that that's just natural human behavior is to reciprocate that question, right? Just like when you see somebody, oh, how right now it's January. Like, how are your holidays? Oh, it was good. We did this and this. How are yours? Like that's just natural human behavior is to reciprocate those questions. So the, the number one thing to do, and now this literally can apply to everything in your business, but specifically vendors, and this is where we can improve, is we in our head a lot of times we think about like, if I was to get a referral from, let's just say my termite guy, I have the possibility to make five, 10, $50,000 off one single referral, right? And if I send him a job, 
I don't know what he makes, $500, $1,000, right? Like we feel like they're not the same, but they are the same. There's this, this story we're telling ourselves in our head that, well, just because I can make more money off that referral than he or she can make, that they're not level. But if I do you a solid, don't you want to do me a solid back? Of course. Are we like keeping score that like the value of the solid you did me was this and the value I did you was that? Like who's who's keeping them? Maybe there's a few people out there to keep score, but 99% of people are not keeping score that way. The score is I gave you one, you gave me one. Cool. Like that that feels good to me. But sometimes in our head, we don't think about it that way. Well, let's let's think about this. How many termite jobs have we given our termite person? How many home warranties have we given our home warranty person? How many right, loans have we given our loan person? Right, So on and so forth in our business. But when's the last time that they've given us anything? Well, a lot of us haven't asked. Mm-hmm. And there's another saying like closed mouths don't get fed. So, well, guess what? If I want to ask somebody like to give me referrals or I'm gonna ask them like, hey, how can I help you? Right, like I just like, hey, hey, turn my guy. Like, you know, we're shooting the shit, having lunch, house, kids, wife, like fording, right? Family, occupation, recreation, dreams, and then it's like, hey, Danny, how can I help you? Well, what's how can I help Danny's business? Let's be real. How do I help Danny's business? Seven I referrals. give him more referrals mm-hmm. for more termite jobs, right? Well, what's Danny now going to return and ask? Hey, Kyle, how can I help you? Well, hey, Danny, I'm committed to making sure I give you, you know, at least five termite jobs a month, like, I'd really love it if you could commit to giving me at least one referral for a buyer or seller in return. Is that fair? Like, why are we not doing, why are we all not having this conversation? We're giving out so much business to all these people, right? Anytime there's a transaction, there's a pie, and everybody's getting a little piece of that pie, why are we not asking all these people? Like, we control a lot of this, right? Like, we're damn near the chef that's making the freaking pie. Like, we control most of this, right? We're, we're not choosing who our clients work with, but we're choosing who we recommend to them. Mm-hmm. We're, we're recommending a lender, we're recommending a termite person, we're recommending a home warranty company, we're recommending all these people. We're the ones who are making the insurance person, the, the this, that, like my audio video guy, I'm recommending somebody to him right now. Like we're recommending all these people throughout the process. We need, we should ask all those same people in return. Like, Hey, how can I help you? Give me more referrals. Great. That's natural. I'm already doing it. Now let me ask in return. Cause I don't think we ask enough. No, I think you're right. What do you think about the idea? I don't, Love this idea. but So one, we have our friends and family client events we talk about. Um, and now I, I like the idea of inviting our vendors there yeah. as a participant, not yeah. as a, hey, can you pay for it, even though we ask that as well. What do you think about doing a, a party specifically for the vendors? Yeah, that was suggested too. Now you also get them together and they can even refer business with within, right? Because every deal that gets done, you're in California, termites are a thing. So there's always a termite person on every deal and there's typically a home warranty person on every deal if we get those two together maybe they can connect right Mm -hmm. and then there's a lender on almost every deal and there's uh nhd a natural hazard disclosure on every deal california thing i don't think they have that everywhere um but we get all these people together and now they're referring business to each other but we're the one that connected them and people see a lot of value in that connection point like steve d that guy knows everybody he's he's a connector he's like a full-time connector we're going out 
to Arizona in a couple weeks to have dinner because he's connecting us with some investors. He's like, but you got development projects? He's like, I got investors that have money that are looking for projects to invest in. Let me connect you guys. Like, I'm right. Steve D's my guy who set that up. Like, I feel like he just did me a solid. I got to do him a solid in return. So what do I want to do is like, I want to refer somebody over to his company, right? Where he has an opportunity to monetize. So that's what this is all about too, is, is making, being the connector between all of these different people. A matchmaker. Yeah. Yep. All right, Kyle. So building a business based on referrals, we can do a couple things or three kind of uh, categories we should focus on. One is past clients. Two is your sphere of influence. Three is your vendors. And then um, the way to, to get them, right? So we talked about all the things we do, but just a simple thing of how can I help you? How can I help your business? How can I, what do you need? Um, we did a video series six, seven years ago. Do you remember we watched the video series? It was someone who was all about referrals. Who was that? Do you remember? Michael Mayer. Okay, yeah. One of the things he says, I'm, I'm going to add one little piece that can work for all of them, is he said, post on social. He said, my goal is to uh, this week is to send out five referrals and receive one referral. How can I help? Um, something like that. It, he probably did it better on this, how he, his business. Uh, but I thought it was really cool because now you're asking, what do you need? And someone would say, oh, I need a roofer. Someone would say, oh, I, I need more photography clients. Like, and you're like, oh, I actually know someone who's just had a baby. And so now that's a way on social you can really simply uh, set yourself as the matchmaker you are and advertise, this is what I want to do. And then it's not bad. Like, no one's mad at you for being like, hey, send me some business. Now, if you posted, I'm looking to grow my business this year. Send me someone who's looking to buy or sell. You'll get no responses. Yeah. But if you're like, I want to send out five referrals and receive one, Maybe you don't get a referral every single time, but you're you're deepening deepening those relationships like what we talked about with our sphere. Hundred percent. Cool. Awesome. Well, hopefully you guys got some value out of this. If you did, if you're watching on YouTube, if you can hit the thumbs up button, let YouTube know you enjoyed the show today. That is uh, greatly appreciated. If you have questions, throw them in the comment section. Brian and I personally respond to all of those. And if you want more of the content, uh, hit the subscribe button and the notification bell and YouTube will make sure to update you anytime we post something new. Also, if you're listening on a podcast platform, uh, make sure to subscribe so you can get more of our show. And if you enjoyed it, hook us up with a review on there. Even if just write a couple sentences, those reviews go a long way. So whether you're on Spotify or iTunes or iHeartRadio, any of those, if you could hook us up with a little review, that really helps to uh, spread the word on our podcast. So it's greatly appreciated. And before we wrap, we would like to share something we refer to as a whistle widget of the week. This is something we utilize in our business that saves us time, makes us more money, or just helps us have a little bit more fun. Mine today is something I've talked about in the past, something I use in our business every day um, as an alternate CRM. Uh, we use Follow Up Boss. We love Follow Up Boss. We do everything through Follow Up Boss. We were also using ClickFunnels in the past, and ClickFunnels, uh, Russell Brunson, genius. I don't know if, I don't think he created funnels, but he's been an advocate for years and years and years and years. Um, so ClickFunnels is about 100 bucks a month, and it's a way you can uh, build websites. Cool, and, and, and funnels are just websites in, in, in this uh, arena. Well, we were doing that, and then we switched over a couple of years ago to another CRM that does uh, ClickFunnel-type websites, plus texting, plus email, plus CRM, plus uh, tagging, plus calendar, plus uh, automations. It does everything 
all within one CRM. And we use, it's called Attract ROI. And so if you go to attractroi.kylewhistle.com, that's a referral link. I think referral link, I think you get a little bonus. If anything, it tells them where they came from, which is from us. Um, but it also is about a hundred bucks a month and does everything ClickFunnels does and a lot more. So uh, I'm a real big fan. Uh, we Before we switched over to Boomtown, or Boom, sorry, Follow Up Boss, uh, we looked at this as being our main CRM, uh, Follow Up Boss one out based on their CRM specific stuff or their real estate specific stuff. But Attract ROI is great. We use it for, uh, if you go to thewhistleway.com, if you go to mediamaremastermind.com, if you go to any of our funnels that are for agent facing things, uh, our uh, referral network, all that sort of stuff, we built on there. And we use that as our agent to agent CRM where we have follow a boss as our uh, client CRM. So attract ROI is my widget of the week. Cool. Uh, mine, I just got this solved this weekend. It's bugged me for a long time. I used to have a different keyboard on my iPhone and they uh, discontinued it. So I'm stuck with the regular iPhone keyboard and it constantly will not update my dictionary with words or like abbreviations that I want to use. For example, square foot, I want to put SQ space FT and it will not freaking do that. It's been really annoying to me. So I figured out how to add things. I always thought like if I put a word in and it shows it in quotes on the left and I tap it, it's going to like add that to the dictionary. Nope, doesn't. It so, just uses that one time. Yeah. So here's how you do it. You go into settings, you go into general, keyboard, text replacement, and then you just put the phrase of what you want. So like SQ, because you just want to abbreviate square. And then shortcut is SQ. So you, if you just do that, you can start adding all those words like EXP. The way that we type it is E, little E, big X, little P. It doesn't want to do that. So I got to manually like do it every time. So this, all the words that you want to have added to your dictionary, you just go in to the text replacement and just put the phrase and the shortcut or this one in the same. And now magically it will do it however you want it to be done. And so I don't have to get annoyed when I want to type square feet every time with the abbreviations. Um, and I have to tap it and I keep thinking it's going to add it to the dictionary and it doesn't because it's that's a stupid iPhone thing. Um, this is the solution to it. All right. Very cool. It alleviates a lot of headache for people that don't like those headaches. It's it's still a lot more work than it should be. Yeah. It, it, it should be. My previous keyboard, if you tapped it, that was like, hey, I wanted you to add this to the dictionary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how you do it on iPhone. All right. You got to cool. figure it out. Awesome. Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show today. Again, I'm Kyle Whistle with EXP Realty. I'm Brian Kochi. We'll see you next week.